Yo guys, what's good? Um, I'm excited to say that I'm starting a podcast I've probably wanted to start for the last two years. Um, I don't really know what I've been waiting for because I love talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers, as you can tell. As you can tell. Um, and I'm sure you guys could tell just if you watch any of my content at all about basketball. I don't know if you do, though. You probably know. But yeah, I'm excited to finally get this started i'm hoping for two a week i'm gonna shoot for one maybe even more if i'm lucky if time allows me to so um yeah i'm super excited about that uh basically what these are gonna be um if i make it the night of a game i might uh do a summary of that if it's a night where they don't have a game i might just do talk about how they've been playing or what i look for in the future or whatever um this first one's just gonna be about kind of how I became a Cavs fan and what I think about the team and the moves they made recently and all that jazz. Um, so yeah, just to start off, uh, I was a, I'd been in love of basketball since I can remember. I uh, never really watched the NBA ever until 2011. Well, technically 2010, but I wasn't a Cavs fan yet. 2010 is when Kyrie was in uh, at Duke and... I just loved, I just loved watching him play. So he became my favorite player, and then he obviously got drafted by the Cavs, and then then I was just I've been hooked ever since. So, um, and I'm kind of glad that's how it happened because I don't want to be like a, a LeBron lover and all that shit. So I was, I started watching NBA without LeBron on the Cavs. Obviously, I'm happy he came back and won his championship, whatever. But um, yeah. So that's how I became a Cavs fan. Now. Um, I never, so I've been a Cavs fan and I watched it. And of course, when they played, when they won the championship, I was, I was there watching everything, but I recently probably in the last three years really started like paying attention to the team, learning the names, all, all that. So I'm still new, but I'm not like, I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Cavs basketball. So with that being said, um, I'm late to this. I know, but I have to just talk about it just, just cause, um, I'm, at a one at a scale of one to ten, um I was a ten on the Donovan Mitchell trade. And with everything that's with through the seventeen games we've played so far, I'm still a ten on it. Um I really like the offense that we're running. I think sometimes it's a little stagnant because I see like sometimes I'll see Garland just bring the ball up and then Mitchell might not move that much. He might be standing there for a spot up. I don't really know like I don't know. I need to I need to watch them more because I feel like I mean it's only been 17 games in also, so we they have time to um, mesh with each other. And I mean they're playing well together. They just dropped at the time of recording this. They just played the Hawks yesterday. So and they both dropped 29, 26, and both had nine assists. So like it, it's coming along. So I'm excited to see. Uh, they just I don't dude. We just were literally missing that like. Donovan Mitchell is considered, if he's not a superstar yet, he's going to be. And if he never is, he's still on the cusp in that guy that we need. Now, I think I'm always going to get to that point. Possibly even Darius Garland, but I, I don't know. I feel like Darius going to be really good, and he's definitely an all-star caliber player, obviously. But right now, Donovan Mitchell's better. And I think Evan Mobley, at the, when it's all said and done, will be better than Darius Garland. But DG is my favorite player, but I have his jersey on right now too you can't really yeah you can't see the number but yeah um 
with uh that being said so i kind of addressed that um loving what we're doing in the beginning of the season um that little five game skid it, it's gonna happen it like it just is with because it just it started with dj come dg come back he played well and then the turnovers against uh clippers started the whole downfall had a horrible game against the kings like that's the only thing that's gonna that we need to fix because i feel like with last year we relied on dg solio basically to run the offense now there's gonna be nights where dg's out and d mitch doesn't have it like he, he's just off that night you know what i'm saying so we gotta find that that offense that fluidity that isn't that doesn't rely on those two you know what i'm saying now don't get me wrong they're gonna win us a lot of games they're probably gonna win us majority of the games but those extra games that we need to win to get a higher seed and stuff like that we're gonna need um guys to step up and they have they have dramatically um but with that being said that's my take on the team so far what i'm gonna do now just for the first episode um i'm just gonna go down the list the, well not the list the roster and just kind of tell you what i've what i like what i've liked what i've seen that i've liked so far jesus christ from the player and then i'll end it off that and hope you got well i'll talk a little bit more but yeah so first one's up evan mobley um i guess you could say he went through a sophomore slump for a little bit but i mean he didn't really because his defense has still been there you know what i'm saying it's not like he has fallen off on that end so you can't really yeah like he's still in the race for a defensive player of the year so it's like i don't know i don't think he'll win it i think he could but i just don't think he will be with the other guys and the um like the veterans like brooke lopez is blocking every shot he sees so um but yeah evan he's he's gonna be good he's definitely imposing his will more um being more of a rebounder more of a rebound he's being more of a aggressive rebounder which is what we need especially especially for him to help out Allen a little bit um chetty osmond uh i don't i don't know because he was amazing in the beginning and we all know he's like a roller coaster you know saying we all know that's how chetty is and we all just gotta accept it at this point he's in year five or six like we just have to kind of accept it at this point now i love chetty don't get me wrong but I also wouldn't be opposed if Chetty and if we package like Chetty, Dylan Windler, and I don't know, some and Neto or something for that three that we need. And I'll get into the the three position, don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I also wouldn't don't I won't be mad if nothing happens because Chetty Chetty helps us a lot in different ways. And his defense has gotten better this year. I've seen at least he's not saying he hasn't tried in the past, but he's definitely he's putting in a lot of effort on that defense end because we're a defensive team. Um, oh boy, uh, Isaac Coral. Obviously, if I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you like the Cavs, so you've been watching and you understand. Uh, the beginning of the season was horrible for him. Um, he's definitely obviously stepped it up a lot, and by that I don't even mean he wasn't he was non-existent on the defensive end too. I felt like. Well, he wasn't even on the court in the beginning, but like he took a back seat defensively in the last couple of games. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know what it is, but he's definitely. Um, he, I'm just gonna say it's confidence because he's he's shooting more. He he just seems more engaged in the game, I guess. 
Um, now I don't know if that's like a, a teammate thing and people are just talking about more and helping him out or he, he's just finally said, fuck it. And I just gotta get the confidence. Yada, yada. I don't know, but he's playing way better on the defensive end. And I'm not saying he's, he, I, I think he's going to shoot probably 30% for us from three this year. If he can even get to that. Cause right now he's sitting at, um, 18%. So I know 30 is a lot, but I also think he's going to take less and he's going to shoot corner threes, which if I'm not mistaken, last year he shot corner threes from, um, he shot corner threes at 40%. So, cause last year he was, um, 35% from three in general, which is what we need him at. Cause we don't expect him to be fucking Kyle Corver 2.0. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, if we can get him to 30% though, we'll, we'll take it. But his defense is looking a lot better, so I'm excited about that. Um, Karis Levert, he is has also been a roller coaster. Um, I loved it because we base if you think about it, we got him for a pick that I believe was a second round pick. Don't get me wrong, I I don't know 100, percent but I'm, I believe it was for a second round pick, and we got and Ricky Rubio technically, but we have Rubio back, so it doesn't really count. Like, so we got him for a pick. You know what I'm saying? And he's not right now, obviously, but he was an all-star caliber player in Brooklyn days. Now, I know he slowed down, obviously. But his last year in Brooklyn, he averaged 18, 4, and 4. Like, so, I don't want I don't want to say all-star caliber player, but he, he was a very good player. Oh, and with Indiana, he averaged uh, 25 and 5. So... Yeah, there's something there, obviously. Um, but yeah, he's been up and down too. He literally went from having a historical night with Donovan Mitchell, both scoring 41 against um, the Celtics at TD Garden, and then the next night he scores four points. So it's like, now I get it's it's difficult for him though because he also has um, he has never really been the fourth option on a team. Cause you, some nights even fifth, some nights even sixth. Cause you gotta think, um, this is in order. But DG, Mobley, Mitch, obviously, D Mitch, obviously, and then those are the top three basically. Who, who's gonna be the top like, uh, scorers or prior like, offensive offense run through. And some nights it's gonna be those three, and then it's gonna go Allen and K Love off the bench or something, or the offense gonna run through Chetty. Like, so he, he some nights he's sixth like offense offensive options some night some nights he could be two if those guys are out some but like so it's just like it's it's an adjustment when he went from brooklyn on a bad uh, he wasn't on a bad brooklyn team but like he was one of those guys and then indy for a short stint there he was one of those guys too so it's like um it, it's definitely a big adjustment especially with him being older now he's 28 it's not like he's 24 and he's got to take a back seat and just like kind of learn that role like he He's 28, you know what I'm saying? Which he's entering his prime, which is good. And he's obviously a good player, but I just hope... And he's handling it well. I don't think he seems like he wants more or anything. He might, but he seems to be playing like as a team. Um, so I'm excited. I, I like what he's given us this year. Just need a little bit more consistency. Kevin Love, not too much to say. Um, six man of the year candidate. I feel like going to be for a while until he slows down. Um, he's got a hairline fracture in his thumb and he played last night didn't really play that well so i don't know if that's a thumb thing or he just had a bad off game um 
But even if he doesn't, I I I don't expect him with six man. Even if he if he does cool, like that's dope. But this dude just this dude just plays defense, and not even that well of defense. He just knows he just great at taking charges, like. And then his dude. I don't know if it's I only catch him on good the good ones, but I feel like every full court pass he has is just a dot dot. It it just is. Now I'm to be fair, I've seen him once or twice turn the ball over, especially like uh, against the um who was it the Wolves. He tried to give it to Evan Mobley, I think, and uh, Rudy Gobert tipped it. So it's like obviously not every passing be great, but also like he knows he can make that pass, so the confidence was there. And I, I don't know, he's just. People just did not expect this with him at all last year, even. But people ex people did not expect anybody to play like they did last year, with how good we were. But people definitely didn't expect Kevin Love to continue it. I guess this year. Now he's gonna have games where he scores zero. You know what I'm saying? It's just gonna happen. He's older. Yeah, he, uh, he's just not gonna be on one night. Not everyone's gonna be on. So it's like you know. But he's he's great off the bench. I, I love that. Um, these next three guys. I don't really have too much to say, and I, I yeah, but Donovan Mitchell, MVP candidate right now. Um, I, th I believe plus sixteen hundred on uh, like, fan FanDuel and stuff like that. So um, yeah, he's playing great for us. He's that dynamic scorer that we needed. Um, and he can shoot. Cause you can be a dynamic score, dynamic scorer, and not be the greatest three point shooter. Well, he's doing really well from three this year. I'm pretty sure he's shooting. Let me fact check myself first. Um, he is shooting 41% from three this year. So, and he's averaging 30 points. He's averaging 29.8. Um, that's because he had one off night against the shit. I don't remember. He only had 13. We still won though, so I don't really. Oh, the Hornets. He had an off night. But regardless, he's playing at an MVP level for us, and that's exactly what we needed. Because it takes a lot of pressure off uh, Darius Garland. Um, but yeah, I can't be more happy about this trade. I think this is exactly what we needed. Probably the only thing I would complain about is I just wish he was 6'5". But I mean, you can't get that. So I'm I'm okay with it. He's 6'1", and I'm, I don't even know if I can get that stat. But I'm pretty sure the dude's got like a 7-foot wingspan as a 6'1" man so it, he's good and i gotta talk about this real quick i never really watched him in utah um so i'm not gonna sit here and say i've watched i know a lot about d Metro. i really only know about how he's been with the Cavs. um but i've heard things and i've watched some highlights here and there and stuff like that um but he legitimately is trying on defense now like putting in a lot of effort i'm not saying he's like a plus plus defender and he's great at but like he's trying and he he's getting steals he's he's trying and that's good because we need him to be because we can't just have four on five every time from what i heard that's what it was like with utah because everyone just let everyone buy for rudy well i will say fun fact i heard don't don't call me on this i just think this is i just think i saw this on something um donovan mitchell averaged more turnovers than pass attempts to rudy gobert I don't know if it was their last year or the year before that when they played, but yeah, wild. And also, I'm not comparing Rudy and Jared Allen, but I would like to say Jared Allen is a better offensive player than Rudy. I feel like that's not um, unfair to say or outlandish. But 
and then I'll, and it's not a land just to say Rudy's a better defender. Obviously, Jared Allen's a great defender, but Rudy's like that defense player of the year defender. So he's got that. But I'm pretty sure I just saw something that Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen are the have the most efficient pick and rolls, successful pick and rolls that, so far this year. Could be wrong. Don't quote me. I'm pretty sure I saw that. I don't know. But yeah, D Mitch, great. Next guy, I just talked about him basically. Jared Allen, most efficient um, pick and roll with Donovan Mitchell this year. Once again, don't call me. He is our anchor. Now, when he went out with, um, I believe the ankle or illness, I don't know what he had. Um, he legitimately, like, running Mobley at the five, and this is no shade to Mobley, but, like, we, we missed him tremendously because we need, like, he's our anchor, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just the guy that's going to lock up everyone. Now, Mobley's locking up everyone, too, but, that, but, like, they just play off each other on defense so fucking well, it's crazy. So, yeah, Jared Allen's our anchor. It's no secret. Yeah. Um, DG, Darius Garland, uh, slow to start. Obviously, he didn't look good in the beginning of the Raptors game, the first game of the season, before he got injured. And obviously, he missed, I don't know how many games, but he he's looking like DG. Like, that's all I have to say. He's back. Um, I'm not really too worried about him. I know what we're getting from him. He's probably going to end the year with 23 and 10, 23 and 11 or something like that. Um, his assist might go down a little bit, actually. So he might he might average like nine because D-Mitch is passing a lot, too. And D-Mitch is going to pass to him a lot now, too. So it's like the if D-Mitch wasn't passing at all, Darius would probably average like 15. But there can only be so much assist that go around. So And D-Mitch um, has a lot of ball handling uh, responsibilities, too. So. But yeah, there's going. Know we're getting from. Not really worried about it. Move on. Um, Dean Wade. Now, once again, if you guys are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, I don't know. Um, you probably watch the Cavs. That's why you're listening to this. So, yeah. Um, Dean Wade is my twin. I don't know if you can tell. Uh. So yeah, maybe one day if I keep this podcast up and I get a little popping, I'm gonna have him on the pod because. I'm convinced he's my twin or like long lost, lost brother. That's not like a different mom, different dad, a different mom, maybe same dad. I don't know, but he, he looks, we look eerily similar. So, um, yeah, he's playing great this year. Really happy with his production too. Obviously he's injured right now. So that kind of sucks, but he's been playing great. He, um, he's just being that three and D guy that we need. He's, and he's not, like I said, he's not like, uh, fucking, He's not like a Mikel Bridges on defense, but he's a serv serviceable defender, and he's played big roles on defense for us, and he he's knocking down the three consistently. Let's see his three-point percentage. Um, His three-point percentage this year is... Okay, Jesus Christ. He, he's, he's shooting 50% from three. Taking three a game, so making one and a half. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah. So he's not taking a lot, but still, he's shooting fifty percent from us for us. So yeah, Dean Wade, shout out to you. Um, what's up, twin? Treacherous twin. Yeah, okay. Uh, Robin Lopez. Um, not much to say about Robin either. I love the dude. Love his personality. Um, I just wish he was a little lighter on his feet. Because like he's big enough to play against guys like Joel, and like Jokic and stuff. But he's too slow for them. You know what I'm saying? They take him out on the perimeter. Joel, I, 
like they're just cooking them so it's like it's hard it's hard um guy like uh brooke lopez i don't want to talk about the game against um the bucks because brooke killed us but like guys like him who are a little slower on the feet brooke lopez probably wasn't the best example but teams who don't have um all-star big men he'll be good i do think we need like another seven footer that's a little lighter on their feet i'm not even asking for someone to be like the next Jared Allen for us or Evan Mobley. I just like just someone. I like Robin though. I, I, um, and him and DG with the pick and rolls too, because he sets great screens. So I have no problem with Robin. I I really like his game. I really like what he's doing for us. Um, so I can't really complain that much. I'm also gonna. I've kind of been talking good about everyone. Maybe next episode or something. If you guys want me to, I'll talk about what I haven't liked about them. But. I don't know. We're playing good right now, so there's no reason to say what I do don't like yet. You feel me? I don't know. Next guy uh, is Raul Neto. Um, we, I feel like we got him to slide in there for Ricky Rubio, and he just isn't that. And he was playing a while when DG was out, and he's not bad. He's just, I don't know. He's just, I feel like we expect him to be at least somewhat of Ricky Rubio, and he's just not that for us. No offense to him. And I'm sure he'll be great when Ricky, Ricky Rubio comes back and he can be like, and get that four string minutes. Like, I don't know. He's serviceable. That's another best way to describe him. I don't know. Uh, But yeah. Hopefully you get better. I don't know. Ricky Rubio come back. Um, Lamar Stevens um, recently just uh, brought into the start, starting lineup. Playing great. Um, I'm pretty sure defense. He's defensively, he's always going to be there. Um, he's shooting 40% from three. He's only taking one and a half and making less than one a game. So he's not great, but he's not a three point shooter. And it's not like we expect him to be. So that's whatever he's shooting 46 from the field, taking five field goals, making a half of them basically. So two to three a game. Um, but yeah, he's playing great. Uh, he's playing that. He's basically playing what Dean Wade plays for us. Just isn't really giving us the outside game on offense. He's giving us the inside game on offense. So that um, he's playing good. I don't really know how to describe it. He's just he's not playing horrible for us, and he's helping us out a lot with Dean Wade being out, basically. And I think he also has earned a spot in the rotation now because he wasn't in the rotation for a while in the beginning of the season. So I definitely think he's kind of gave Bickerstaff no choice but to keep him in the lineup. Not in the starting lineup, maybe. like Because I still think Dean Wade should start over everyone at that three spot, and I'll get into that still too. Um, Mamadi Giacate. That's my, that's my guy. Um, I want him to get a shot more. Um... I'm not asking to put him in with two minutes left and we're down two. I'm not saying that. Just just more burn. See how he does goes with the guys. He's a tall, lanky, good defender. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I liked him at Virginia when he played for there. So, we'll see. He's he's on a two-way contract, obviously. So, he'll play with the charge a lot, too. Same thing with Isaiah Mobley, next guy. He is... He's going to be helpful for us in the future. In two or three years, maybe even ne by next year, depending on how well he's doing with 
the charge, he's going to be a backup to his brother, 100%. Because he's that playmate. He's probably a better playmaker than his brother right now. Uh, I don't want to say playmaker. Better passer than his brother right now. I don't know about playmaker because Mobley's Evan. Evan's good. But um, so he'll be a great backup for um Evan in the future, 100%. And then Dylan Windler. Um, I don't. I don't even know, bro. Obviously, we haven't seen him play, and now we're not going to see him play for even more. And it's just, I don't know how much longer we can take of this. So I'll just leave it at that. Ricky Rubio, like I said, not much to not much to say. He hasn't played yet, uh, coming off ACL. So hopefully he's not. Hopefully he's. I'm hoping since he isn't, he never really played athletic. Like he wasn't yamming on people and stuff like that. I'm hoping he will be good to play with us, and he'll come back as the Spanish Ricky Rubio. And how he plays on the Spanish team, because we need that bad. Um, and if we get that, we're, we're golden on the backup PG position, because the way he was playing with Chetty Osman last year and stuff like that, and creating for them, and it, I'm excited. So back to what I was saying about Chetty and shit like that, um, and the three position. So obviously our point guard, shooting guard, power forward, and center—they're set. There's no like discrepancy on who should start. I'm sorry, there just isn't. Now, obviously, if one of them go down, yeah, there is. But when those four are healthy, there's no reason anybody else to start. Um, the three spot, though, right now should be Dean Wade to me. And Care should be our sixth man along with Kevin Love. Like, those two should be the first off the bench, situational and stuff like that. And then what, how, so on, how the um, rotation goes. Obviously, matchups are a thing, too. So it's like if they got a three that's not athletic throw Kevin Love in there. They got a if they got a three that's super athletic and Dean Wade can't keep with them keep up with them, throw Lamar Stevens in there. So it's or Isaac Core, I don't care. But shit like that. Um um but yeah oh yeah so for the for the three position. I love Chetty. Uh I love what he's done with us. Um like I said roller coaster but when the highs are highs when the highs are highs I'm loving it. And when the lows are lows I'm like holy fuck bro just like relax because when they're low he just it just he just looks very he doesn't look like he knows how to live asshole sometimes so i i don't get it but with that being said i wouldn't mind if he was in a trade because i heard that he's in trade like he's in trade talk already again because he was in the summer i'm pretty sure so i wouldn't be mad if we trade if we package like chetty Neto, and windler for let's obviously we're not getting some all star guy, but just say for a guy, this might be too much. I'm just using him for an example. Is like a Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder is only in Phoenix. I wouldn't mind having Jay Crowder as our three, or even coming off the bench and being our three, um, because he's a veteran guy who's a good three and D guy. Eh, I don't know if he's that good at three, but he's good at defense, shit like that. Um, just guys like that. We need a solidified 3 and D. Now, Dean Wade is getting there, and he's playing well for us and everything like that. But we need a guy who can play that 3 spot, who's a legit 3-point threat and a legit defender. And we will be good. So if we have the package Chetty Osmond in it, sure. Now, I wouldn't want this to happen, but if somehow we need to add Karras into it or Okoro to get, like, a fringe all-star guy, like, to be honest with you, if if we had if we could, I would give up Levert, Okoro, and Windler and fucking Neto. I know that's a lot. I don't. I'm not 100% how salaries. So I get that might not work. But if we could, I would give up four guys like that for like Andrew Wiggins, 
get him back in Cleveland, even though he never played for us, but we drafted him. Like, shit like that. Like, I would take a guy like that, like, who is an all-star. Maybe he was debatable if he was an all-star, but we'll call him a fringe all-star guy. Like, who's gonna, who can give you 30 a night. Not a night, but 31 night. But then be consistent as fuck on defense and rebounding and shit like that. Doing a little shit playing defense. So it's like, I wouldn't mind a guy like that. Um, So yeah, with that being said, this is the first episode of uh of The Land. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, make sure you guys sub if you haven't. Um, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something like that, uh, make sure you leave a star, five-star rating. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, and yeah, I'm out. Deuces.